There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. 7.52 now. It is eight minutes. Uh, actually, it's 7.53. Seven minutes till eight o'clock. It's going to be about 37 today, 37 tomorrow. Uh, but then on uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be much better. 50 on Friday, 64 on Saturday and Sunday. Looking much, much better. No doubt. Uh, we're going to find out right now what a work wife, is a work wife appropriate? Millennials say no, boomers say yes. I don't even know what the hell that is, a work wife. Did you guys know? I forgot. Yeah, we knew. So mm-hmm. what is a work wife? So it's like a platonic, like your BFF at work. And it doesn't have to be a, oh, it doesn't okay, have to be yeah. a male or a female. Like it doesn't have to, you know, be the opposite sex as you. Like I would say at my talk, my work wife is probably Julia. And then Rudy right, is probably yeah. my work wife here. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a question for you. Is it appropriate to have a work spouse or a work wife or work husband who you have a strong platonic bond with outside the house but without the romance? Usually. And it says usually. Uh, it depends on your generation. Overall, 21% of adults say they think it's okay to have a work spouse, while 45% say it isn't appropriate. But only 18% of millennials are okay with it, uh, while 40% of boomers say it's fine. That might make sense if you think about it. If you're a young married couple, you're probably not cool with your partner having a close friend of the opposite sex at work. If you've been married 30 or 40 years and your partner has a work friend, it's uh, maybe more of a comfort to you than some, uh, something threatening, or maybe it's generational in that sense. In the old days, it was more common, whereas today it's less, uh, less professional. I don't understand the point of any of this. Um, if you have a friend at work, like you said, whether it's a work wife, work husband, work, whatever it is, how is that upsetting your marriage? I don't get that. Well, especially if it's the, a member of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the tough part because there was a, I had an old radio job where we had two salespeople, Amy and John, who yeah. everybody thought in the building, oh, those two have got to be getting it on because yeah, yeah, yeah. they went to lunch together. They went on sales calls together. They'd get they'd walk in the door 8 a.m. together. They would leave together at 5 p.m. Yeah. And everybody thought, oh, oh I'm like, their they're significant others must be uh, incensed over this. And then just come to find out that they were both in the same age. They went to the same high school. They had a lot of the mm-hmm. same friends. They just happened to know a lot of the same people. And when I would bring it up to people, they would go, oh, if that was my husband, I would be so angry that he hung out with another female at work all the time. See, I wouldn't care if Catherine hung out with somebody at work, a, a guy at work. I, what the hell do I care? Mm-hmm. I think for- it, Tom, like you're saying, I think it all depends where you're at in your relationship. Like if me and Justin yeah, are good, yeah. I don't care. I mean, first off, he's such an introvert. I'm like, would be elated if he had like a yeah. work anything. Um 
But yeah, like if things are not good with me and Justin and all of a sudden I would be like, oh yeah, John said this and John said that and John said this and you know what I mean? Then it's like that would eat away at him if we were not in a good place. I guess the the reason that it's kind of, and maybe Rudy, you're going through the same situation right now, but a lot of the people I worked for in voiceover for 30, 35, 40 years were women. Mm -hmm. So I got to be really good friends with them. We'd Mm -hmm. go to lunch or we'd go out to dinner or we'd do what had nothing to do with sex whatsoever. It's just we worked together and we were buddies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I see that where it's, you do only spend a small amount of time with somebody, and then usually you go on from job to job. But I think the, the biggest problem is you are going to a building where you're spending more time at that building with this other person than you are spending at home with your wife and yeah. kids. And I can understand how a wife would be upset about it, or a husband, because I kind of went through the same thing. I had a significant other that was working at a restaurant, and I don't know if you've ever dated somebody who works in a restaurant. Restaurants are terrible. I swear, listen, chain manager, like managers of chain restaurants only exist to try to get it on with 22-year-old hostesses. That is the only (laughs) reason why they exist. They are the worst human scum on the planet, and and I always, I gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy, and then one night I caught her in the car with her manager and I was like I should have known so I get why people get upset about the work wife. Restaurants are like I mean we all hook up like in restaurants that's like when you're in your 20s I know you can go there put your head down there's always like I would be at this point if I like picked up a job like the older person Mm -hmm. whatever but like when you're at a restaurant it's like literally existing to just hook up with each other I mean it's so bad. Yeah. I don't really I don't understand something here. Hmm. Um, I've never had that feeling. I, I've worked with a lot of different people. I, maybe there's something missing in my brain or whatever. Well, I I have no, I don't give a rat's ass what anyone else does. I, I don't I don't even get to the point like why well, I wonder what they're doing. I don't care what they're doing. I just don't care. But like it's a vibe, like. Because, like, I have no problem being, like, Rudy's my work wife. I would have no problem saying that. Because Rudy Mm -hmm. puts out a vibe, and I hope I do, too, that's, like, we're not, there's no shenanigans. Like, I'm not, like, oh, he's trying to, like, if, like, you know, if Rudy was, like, hey, come over, we're going to film something for, you know, whatever. I wouldn't be, like, oh, he's trying to get in my pants. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a safe vibe. To be a work wife, you got to put out a safe vibe of, like, if we, you know, and, I would say on the show, um, Bob Sansevier was my work wife, like the yeah. most platonic f- person I've ever, I mean, I don't even know if he has genitalia. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is a Ken doll. <laughs> he is. It's like, you, it has to be like a chill vibe where you go, no, but like, I would never worry about Tom, like texting you late at night and you reading into that. I would never no. think, you know what I mean? But like, no. that's the thing. It has to be set on a clear, like clear everybody's understanding the vibe. Mm-hmm. And I, I just understood. I think I know why I have no idea what this is all about. Because looking back, I would say maybe 20 shows out of the last 25 to 30 years I was in the studio. I was going to bring that went. up. <laughs> yeah. you know, you just, I understand it. You're like, you, 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 you are such an introvert and you like to work alone and you work best when you are alone. So I think if you mm-hmm. had a work wife, they would get in the way. Yeah, I, I, it just wouldn't even occur to me because I work by myself. I have worked by myself for decades. I, uh, you know, I work better that way. So that, that, it just struck me. That's why I don't understand what the hell this is all about because I've never been in that environment, not yeah. since I was, you know, 35 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And, and not even then, actually. And 
I kind of feel bad for a lot of like the generation coming up because like going into an office, if you're somebody like me that likes being around people, like all mm-hmm. those dynamics are kind of fun. And like, I don't know, work birthdays, like all those little things that like click and have your little BFF and you'll be like, oh my God, yeah. can you believe yeah. that person sent that memo? You know, like you kind of miss out on that. You know, it's kind of cool about that. If you look back at what we just talked about, maybe people can be more understanding of one another because we don't all live the same life. We don't all go into the office. We don't all hang out with this or whatever. No. Yeah, people true. are different. Maybe someday we'll understand that. Do you think? Yeah, I think that it is really interesting. I, I mean, we talk about that with, you know, the careers people are taking on now. And it's like we have mm-hmm. to look at it from a different perspective. Absolutely. See, I learned something, though, because I never even considered that fact. It's like, why do I not know what this is? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I just haven't been around it in many, many decades. So that's why I don't, I just don't get it. Hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Because I'm not in that environment. I don't know anything about that. I wouldn't say you've had um, a typical work experience ever. It's been that horrible, you think? (laughs) That horrible. But like, is that what you're saying? It's unique. Radio in general is a really weird world because, like, we talk about things that, like, you wouldn't talk about in a workplace normally. And, like, you don't get in trouble for it. Like, and there's just so many weird aspects to radio. And, and, but yeah, you, you have not had a traditional, I would, in my mind, uh, trajectory. No. So that's and maybe look, I was a, a little under understanding of myself. Hopefully, you guys were too, because the reason I didn't know what the hell you were talking about, it all of a sudden struck me. It's like, well, I don't go into work. That's probably why I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. That's probably true. But so, I would say yeah. Amy, Amy's your work wife for sure. Because she sounds like my mother. She sounds like your mom, which everybody loves in a wife. Um, <laughs> very, very Freudian of you. Um, and then on top of it, like. She's the one you call. She's the one you trust. She's the one that, like, if we all had dinner, you'd probably sit by her. Like, that makes sense. I understand completely. But, yeah, I, I guess it's I learned a lesson today, and hopefully everybody else did, too, that if you don't have the same experience, maybe we could all be a little more understanding of one another. No, 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 no. No, you don't want to do that. No, no, no. That's ridiculous, that's, Tom. That's out of the mix. We won't have any of that BS. No, we're going to just get mad real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe that's what it is. It's just... Uh, uh, people just want to be pissed off right now. Just live your life. Be happy. You're only going to live what? What does the average person live now? About 75 years old, 76, something like that? That low? That low? Yeah, I feel like it's... Man, my grandfather passed away at 73, and that was 25 yeah. years ago. So I think it's more like around like the mid-80s. Like 86, I believe, is the life expectancy now. But it, and this is the first time in, I think, five years that the uh, life expectancy has dropped. Yeah, it, it has dropped. Yeah. And it, I, I know they're talking about. So they're saying the average is eighty six now. No, he. You're right. It's seventy. Well, for male, yeah. male average yeah. is uh, seventy seven point two eight. Right. Yeah. It's not eighty eight. Is I don't think it's an average, but it's it's kind of a normal life to live to be eighty. My mother lived to be eighty eight, so I, that, that works for me. I bet you females is eighty eight. Let's yeah. check. Oh, I don't know. I think it's like seventy nine. I think. Yeah. Ladies get the best of both worlds. They're, they do. They usually yeah. marry older, and then they their dude kicks off, and then they get 20 years of living off whatever sort of payment, and then just enjoying the next. When you die, oh, Catherine's going to live it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, will, she will just be, it has nothing to do with money, just the fact that I'm dead. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I meant, yeah. Yes, yeah. So it's almost like we planned it that way. <laughs> kind of. 
Well, I mean, look at my situation where I grew up, the life expectancy, and I'm not kidding you, uh, was when I was a kid, it was barely 60 years old, and yeah. now I don't think it's much more than about 67, something like that. Women can ex- city expect to live to 81 years or so mm. about. So it's up to 81, because it was 79 just a few years ago. Yeah. So uh, it went up to 81. So men dropped down and women went up. Gee, what's that all about? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, wonder why. I'll have to think that through and get back to you. What do you say? It makes me so sad when I start doing the math. I hate this. I hate this conversation. Well, let me tell you something. This is by last night because I don't know why I do this. I think it's because I'm, you know, I'm on the radio. If I'm talking about something, I want to know all about it. Yeah. So I look stuff up while I'm watching TV shows. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I just happened to be watching uh, the uh, what's the Ponderosa again? What was that show? Was it called Ponderosa? Is it? It's a. It was Michael Landon's first show. I don't know. The show's probably like from 50 years ago or whatever, but it still shows every. You know, MeTV? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, MeTV has, it runs all these old westerns like Gunsmoke from oh, the okay. 50s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff name like is Ponderosa. Oh, the name of the show is Ponderosa. Is it Ponderosa and Bonanza? Is that a thing? Or no, that's, that's well, a steakhouse. Okay, Bonanza. Well, they were both steakhouses. Oh, okay. Ponderosa and Bonanza were both steakhouses. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I about looked that. it up and I was like, okay, now I'm looking at menus by accident. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I'm, I, I just watched about 10 minutes of it and it was rather interesting. I, I checked it out. I was like, my God, I wonder what this is all about. Lauren Green, who was the star of that, remember uh, he, he was a Canadian actor, came down, very successful, had a song, had a, had a hit song in the 50s called Ringo. Mm. It was about a gunfighter in the Old West, man. Was his name Ringo then? The Ringo, gunfight. Ringo. That's how it went. Oh, okay. So I look it up, and I see basically that um, Lauren Green died at the age I am right now. It's like, well, great. That's wonderful to look up and see the guy died of natural causes. Yeah, he was not very old. What is that yelling in the background? Uh, well, we just our guest came in and uh, they brought dogs and donuts. I cannot and, talk oh to my you. God. Oh, and they're Jesus. black labs and they're beautiful. Oh, no. They remind me of Izzy. Oh. oh I God, just here we I go. Grab these ones. I'm getting uh, Frank we, set up. Yeah, we're getting. Yeah, she wants to get Frank set up with a, a set of headphones oh, there, which uh, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, so you can hear what's oh. going on. But uh, yeah, uh, his dogs. As soon as they walked, in, when he said dogs, I was like, yeah, he's got like two tiny, like little kickapoo, whatever those things are. And uh, no, no, he walked in with two giant black labs, and oh boy, look at this. And Brittany's going to be riding one out of here in about the next fifteen minutes. She likes it that much. Yeah, yeah. They're and, so cute, and they're big, and they're so sweet, and they have kind eyes. <laughs> Well, you know what's great is in, like, 2025, we'll have cameras so everybody can see them. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Best guest ever. Mm-hmm. Could, could be your dogs? new work wife. Yeah, you're, yeah, Frank wants to be your work wife. It'd be a little tough for you to have a work wife since your work wife is your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought about that when I heard you guys talking about it earlier. I was just laughing. Uh, because we used to call him that. All, you know, we used to say, like, who's your TV wife or your TV husband? Yeah, because yeah. you spend so much time with them. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and you can tell who are uh, on TV who are good TV husbands and wives because yeah. you can't fake if you have a good relationship. And like fighting, I'm sure that comes up too. You'll right. have, you'll be in a fight with your work wife. Yeah, and and then also the other thing that happens in a newsroom is people pick sides. Like, boy, our station would be better if we didn't have her, or our station would be oh. better if we didn't have him. 
Uh, so at least we don't have to go through that because they're stuck with both of us, you know. That's right. Stuck forever. Frank Vassalero with us, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Frank, I was thinking about you the other day. We got to go golfing again because we haven't golfed in many, many years. And I haven't golfed now in like six years. You're kidding. Why? Why so long? I just, I don't know. I just stopped because I was going through like a transition of life and I wasn't very happy at the time. And I just, you know, and I just went, I got to focus on what I'm going to do with my future. So I'm going to start playing golf again this year. So we have to get out and play golf, man. You know what, my friend? I would love to, but I can't probably for months because I had that rotator cuff surgery. Mm. You're a man or a mouse, for Christ's sake. I'm a mouse on this. I mean, it's... <laughs> Are you a man or a mouse? And I, I, mean, I just feel like I'm kicking ass on my recovery, but it just takes right. so long. You know, have you ever had one? You've, you've had all kinds of... No. Wow. Rudy? I've had... Brady? No, no. I mean, I'm... it's just... It, it's a marathon. I mean, I'm at three months now, and I'm doing great, and this is it. I can't get my arm above any higher than that. You're doing great. And that's We're progress. really impressed by that arm The, the doctor told me, Tommy, goes, at three months, if you can pick up a coffee cup and put it back on the shelf, that's great. At six months, if you can lift 10 pounds straight up, parallel with your eye. But he goes, it's nine to 12 months before you can do a push-up or a bench press or throw a ball. Oh, sure. So it just takes forever. But I have an alternative. I talked to some of our friends after I was on your show uh, you know, a month or two ago, and they're very eager to get the gang back together to have some good dinners like we used to. Could we do that instead of golf? Or we'll watch we- you golf, and then when you're done, we'll have dinner. No, we don't want to do that. Well, Tino would do it anyway. He, Tino still golfs, right? Yeah, that's why I was talking to Tino and Michelle, and we decided we'll put Michelle in charge because she's a good organizer. So, yeah, we'd love to. The girls want to see Catherine. They didn't mention you, but they want to see Catherine. No, I understand, and, I understand and, that. And Tino and I would like to hang out with you. Well, the thing about it is I was just talking about that, I think, on Monday, the fact that, my God, those dinners we had with uh, Vince and, and Lisa, obviously, the two of you, Tina and Michelle, Catherine and me, uh, you know, Marty and his lovely wife. I ran into Patty on a, on a, on a plane about a month ago. Oh, she nice. She happened to be sitting right in front of me on the plane. Uh, like, going Whoa. to Florida, I imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. But Yeah, they're, they're part of the group, too. Hey, you know what uh, tomorrow is? I mean, not to be sad, I'd rather celebrate this, but uh, tomorrow, you know, last year it was uh, Vince Flynn Day in Minnesota, April 6th. Yeah. So yep. tomorrow's Vinny's birthday. Um, and uh, it's not officially statewide Vince Flynn Day, but, you know, everyone that's a fan of Vince Flynn will be thinking of Vince tomorrow. I know you will. I will. The amazing thing about Vince Flynn is the first time I ever heard his name was out at Bear Path. I went back to my locker, and there was a copy of his book sitting leaned up against my, my locker. I went, Vince Flynn? I don't think I, I never heard of him before. And we ended up becoming great friends, hanging out with him. I mean, we spent a ton of time together, the ten of us, man. Yeah. That was a wonderful, wonderful time. And, just, and I think, well, and the problem is not only did we lose Vince, but we lost one of, one of Michelle's brothers. And that, it just got to be a very sad time there for about 10 years, I guess. Well, you know I, think I, mean? we, I think we need to get the band back together for sure. I definitely think I would love to do that. Awesome. I, I, I would. I would awesome. love to do that. And Catherine would too, I know, because she thinks the way. That's the one thing. We had eight to, eight to ten people, and everybody got along. It was wonderful. Yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it was easy, and it was, it was really fun. And you were really good because, you know, you, I don't know uh, if people, really, you had very, uh, a lot of TV person anxiety. I don't know what scarred you earlier in your life. <laughs> But you, you were you were TV person reluctant. You I know? was, yes. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. 
maybe you called called an asshole enough on television, you get a little that, touchy. That yeah, could be. That would do it. That might have a little something to do with it. Now I understand. Yeah, that. You makes know what's funny about sense. that? What's weird about that now is, Frank, I have many friends in the news business. I was going to say, I, I think, you know, this Chris Eggert that you talked to, he's just a Great pr- prince of a guy. Yes, you know? he's a lovely. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of other folks. And, and I think some of the, uh, the edginess of broadcaster competition has changed dramatically over the course of the last couple decades. Well, Pat Passel's one of your best friends. Yeah. Passel and I are best friends, no question. Don Shelby. I adore yeah, that Don, man, Don Shelby. For sure. Great guy. Yeah. So I, I, think he I, was, I think he was interested in my wife as a TV wife early when she first <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I bet you there was a lot of people interested in your wife yeah. as a TV wife. You know, my wife. my wife and Rosie and Don Shelby are still super good friends. Yeah. Like they were, they just oh, okay. all had breakfast together last week. So I, you know, I don't feel like I need to referee that. But, no. You know, but. Um, no. But, but they were keep all, an eye on They her. were all really, yeah. r- really close. Didn't Kirby Puckett just try to make her his wife? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yes, that, that was, was another good story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby tried to drive a wedge in there. Brilliant, brilliant man. Yeah. Wonderful ploy. Yeah. I, uh, made me laugh. Still makes me laugh today. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> funny. See, now I'm in a situation, I'm in a great mood because I, I think this is a... We got to start like literally this spring and just move it forward. Right what on. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. What a great idea. I miss those meetings so much. And they weren't meetings. They were just a bunch of friends getting together and just having a wonderful time. I learned a lot. You and Frank would start to, I mean, it's you and Frank. You and Vince would get in these, uh, not really arguments, you'd get in discussions. And they weren't heated. They, they got loud, but they were never heated. I used to love listening to you two arguing over things. It was phenomenal. Uh, you know, Vince was, uh, I mean, if Vince had a position, right, he would take a position. I mean, that's kind of oh, what yeah. made, made him him. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I love the fact that, that he wouldn't mind some pushback and that everyone did. I mean, everyone, everyone kind of respected each other. They didn't agree on everything. So, yeah, those, that was really, really fun. Remember Amelia's uh, 40th birthday party? That was a mm. fantastic gathering. That was awesome. Indeed. It was unbelievable. You know, those things got to be so big, and I'm not making this up, and I won't throw any names out there, but but these gatherings we had got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. All of a sudden, I'm looking around. We got every TV person, every radio person. We got the governor. We got United States senators. I mean, these people were showing up at these house parties. I will never forget that. Yeah, I, it's amazing. You offer someone free booze, and it's just fantastic. <laughs> and some good, some good food. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome, for sure. Yeah, it was. You know, let me ask you something, Frank, about oh. this. We're not, not going to spend a lot of time. Like, yeah, I hate to bring about. all this stuff up. It's so inside baseball I, and bore people. With no, 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 not at all. People know. Well, the difference is that everybody knows who you're talking about because yeah, they're public figures. So if they didn't know who we were talking about, it might be a little, a little boring, I suppose. But, yeah, you know, people probably still like to hear about what uh, Shelby's up to now that he's retired and all those things. But um, I, I just... Let me put it this way, Frank, and, and everybody on the show and all the listeners as well. We had friends um, that went from very conservative to very liberal, and we all got along. Why can't we get back to those days again? What do you say? Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it was a microcosm of some of the, you know, there, there's so many things that just drive us apart now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been able to put my finger on what this entire coarseness in society is yet and why it's there. I don't know if it's the yeah. role of social media. I don't know if because everyone 
wants a platform. But yeah, I mean, people ran the spectrum from crazy left to crazy right. I mean, you they know, did. Vince, I think, would, you know, would probably be a, like a libertarian, you know, I mean, even though people thought he was kind of yep. conservative. But um, yeah, they did. Yeah. But I mean, there was. You know, and then when things would get heated, there was always this like, well, let's have some common ground. How do you feel about your glass of yep. red wine? Let's agree on that. Let's just start at some. Find some they're safe. How's your food? How are your children? How, you know, I mean, it, there's, it, it, it's just, uh, I think people, for whatever reason, love to find more opportunity to go, I'm going to hate you for X, yes. Y, and Z, as opposed yep. to, I think that we can get along because we're both, you know, going down the world of parenting, or we're both dog owners, or we're both whatever. But you've got to, I don't know, Tom, I mean, maybe, you know, you can use your influence and all you folks here to... Just push people towards, let's find what we have in common before we decide what we don't have yes. in common and destroy each other. It's brutal out there. It is really, really bad. And I, I try to offer the example, and I throw this up, because a lot of people have a perception of you and of me. If you're a public figure, they're going to draw uh, certain opinions about you, and they're always going to think they're right. And I try to tell people all the time, it's like, everybody thinks I'm really conservative, and I've, I suppose they have some conservative views, some liberal views. They kind of get mixed up. But I said, let me run three people's names by you. Don Shelby, Chad Hartman, and um, one other guy that might, worked over at NPR. You probably knew who he was, Garrison Keeler. Mm -hmm. You couldn't find three more liberal human beings in the state of Minnesota. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I adore all three of them. Yeah. So how is that possible? I'm not conservative. They're very liberal, but I go, hey, you know what? You're all three very smart people, but the number one thing, all three of you are really nice people. That's the thing for me. If you're a nice person, I don't give a rat's ass what your politics are, right? Yeah, no, you always have been very uh, upfront about that. Um, but, but also, I think people uh, would peg you rightly or wrongly because you would just call stuff out. And if it was BS yeah. or if it was uh, stupid or if it was great, you would, you, you were, your, your, your brutal honesty uh, probably led to some people being, you yeah. know, uh, upset. Um, and, and that's a shame because uh, honesty can really lead to finding some, some common ground. And uh, 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 Louie agrees with that. Yeah, Louie loves I your, did your it. I Brittany, did what it. did you do to that? I was trying to take Brittany. a picture of them, and I was sneaking oh, around in it because I didn't want them to get up. Louis, hey, Tom, I'm you know sorry. what I think is a reason that that all that, that you got along with those people and that our group got along so well? And I think one of the common denominators was um, there, there was uh, all of those people came from really humble beginnings and were able to have yep. some success in life. Um, that, that Would was you lean over and tell uh, Brittany thank you a lot for causing this <laughs> brouhaha? That's really phenomenal. She just grabbed a donut and took the dog out of here. I told Rudy, I said, is it really cool to bring him? I, I didn't know that Brittany would antagonize the dog like that. I'm so sorry she does. for, for mm -hmm. her behavior. Um, but don't you agree with that? Like Everyone, everyone came from, from really close to nothing and were able to carve out a decent life for themselves. And I think that was a thing that bonded folks together. No question. Sid Hartman's a perfect example. That man, very poor growing up in, on the north side, would have to go down, and I'm not, you know, throwing Chad under the bus here. He knows this is true, because uh, even though I didn't know Sid, Sid and I grew up in the same neighborhood. He was, you know, further west than me a little bit. But Sid would go, because his mother would be worried where his father was, and Sid would have to go around the local clubs and find his father and make sure he got home right. And all. Wow. Sidney grew up very poor. 
and people don't realize it, a tremendous success. And I do miss Sydney too. I, I got along with Sydney. <laughs> you know, he, some of the times I would say something on the air, and all of a sudden the phone would ring, and I'd just pick it up. <clears throat> Bernard, let me just tell you something. I was just listening. You're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> okay, Sid. <laughs> Whatever you say, Sid. I'm, I do miss Sidney. 100 years old, man, when he died. That's wonderful. You do a great Sid Hartman. I don't know if I've ever heard it before. I mean, my God, you're spot on. That's so God, him, I used too. To do it. I used to do it back in the day. It was a lot better than that, actually. Might have to bring him back. Is what I used to do Sid Hartman bits. And then Sid, Sid actually, even though he worked at WCCO Radio, Sid would do appearances on my show at the Q, too, which was great. I love Sydney. I, you know, Chad, that's where I got to know Chad so well, is that Sydney and Chad and I would meet at the local deli that was run downtown. God, Ronnie had a deli downtown. I can't remember the name of it. It's not there anymore. But I would sit with those boys and we'd talk about, you know, the north side or, you know, sports or whatever. I miss those days. Some, I miss you, Sydney. I really do love you, Sid, and I miss you. No doubt about it. Right? Nice. Mm-hmm. It's all true, baby. Now, who I don't miss is Brittany getting the dogs all wound up. That's what I don't. <laughs> She's been no. gone with Louie for uh, eight minutes now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't she know just what's left. Going. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, she's riding him like Falcor in the never-ending story right now down the hallway. So, oh, here, yeah, here she comes that. now. Did you, did you settle him down there, Britt? Yeah. Okay. He was, okay, so I had to do some sneaky stuff, and I blame me. I wanted to take a picture of them, so I crawled on the ground. I didn't want them to get oh, up. God, and I angered Louie to a, we had to go, in the area, the waiting room, and we had to be friends again. Yeah, yeah uh, Louis has an agent, and uh, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. start taking pictures of this dog without getting a yeah, release. Yeah, he was not excited about that. Mm-hmm. So it's my well, bad. Well, somebody explain to me how you have dogs. You've had dogs your whole life. You didn't know if you crawled along the ground, a dog might bark well, at you. Well, it wasn't that dramatic. I was actually... Yes, it was. I was trying to give Louis some credit. It was a little less uh, sneaky than that, but... Yeah, and on Brittany's defense, Louis's a bit of a freak. He, <laughs> so am I. I think that's okay. why we... Oh, well, he, you know, bumped heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. That's all I have to say is wonderful. Yeah. Um, we have to take a break here. Frank Vassalero in studio. God, it's so nice of you to come in studio, Frank. Oh, I'm excited to be here. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, we're never going to give up. We're going to demand you come back. I love it. Frankie V. That's all I'm saying. God, Frank, I'm just, I I just popped into my head and we got to move on, I know here, but sitting over at Tino and Michelle's house, having all of those dinners and, and of course, you know, go to other people's houses uh, just have a, it was so much fun. You could, nobody was ever an a-hole about anything. Man, I miss those. Let's get, yeah, Frank, we are definitely going to get that going again. All right. Love it. All right, Pally, we'll be right back right after this. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product. I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. 
Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally, and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy, and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find Find out how our experts can help your business grow. Get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, da, da, da. Yes, we do have availability. Those dates for how many guests? Andrea's Boutique Hotel is the destination to tie the knot. Oh, you want the whole property. She needs an assistant to catch the bookings bouquets. 249 guests, huh? Oh, and three dogs. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Very special guest in the studio, Frank Vassalero. Uh, <laughs> who put together this, the sheet for this morning? The, uh, uh, I did. I accidentally put uh, David up above, right uh, below Frank. Yeah. Uh, it's a copy and paste thing. Listen, uh, I was uh, sniffing glue in the parking lot before I came in this morning, Tom. So my apologies. I will be better next time. No, I'm, that's not even what I was going to bring oh, okay. up. The way you, the way you spelled Vassalero. <laughs> oh, isn't that? Oh, Vass- oh, I forgot the R in there. Or probably a couple other letters. Like, like we Listen, do you not remember the bit we did about diarrhea last week? Yeah. You guys yes. remember this, right? It is, this is, I mean, it's not my, it's not my thing, all right? Uh, you don't Rudy, I to- was 14 till I could spell it. See? So, you know what I mean? It's, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't stress. Uh-huh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll, do the, I'll do the voice one more time. How about the uh, news information, Frank Vassello. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down, it says Frank Vassello, or yeah. Vicello, it would be actually. Yeah. Frankie Vicello, I like it. Frankie V, that's all we know him as, ladies and gentlemen. But he brought both his dogs in, and then, of course, uh, Brittany lost her mind, mm-hmm. spun the. Got everybody all wound up. Works for me, though. Yeah, you know no, me I mean? and Louie are on track now. We're good now. Um, Louie. They are. A huge labs. They're gorgeous. Um, we're going to start watching them on a daily basis. He's just going to drop them off here. They're so oh, he is. Okay. perfect. My oh, neighbor God, in the lake calls them the cattle. Hey, cattle, good <laughs> <Yeah>. to see you. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of mosey around. You know what you just did? Hmm. Uh, she just mentioned bringing the dogs here and we'll babysit them every day. You do realize Alex is going to drop her dogs off over at the studio and then head out to the airport. Oh, yeah, perfect. Way to, way to yep. go, Brittany. <laughs> You hear about that, Frank? No, what's going on? 
Oh, Alex was all booked and her family going on a little quick four-day vacation just, you know, just before Easter, get a little vacation going. Got a call yesterday late afternoon from the dog sitter. They're not showing up. Oh, no. Oh, God, is she, she is not happy. Oh, what was so the reason? What ha- Why? I think she, um, well, I'm not identifying, so I can say that she, she I guess she has COVID. Oh, um, all right. All right. <clears throat> but honest to God, she was literally 12 hours away from just relaxing for four or five days up to Easter. And I'm, st- I'm still trying to find somebody to watch your dogs for, but it's just, that's not easy to do with only a few hours left to go. Yeah. And vacations mean so much more after this brutal Mother yeah. Nature bashing that yeah. we've had this you yep. know, ridiculously long winter. I mean, she must be sad. That's a bummer. Yeah, she's very, very sad, as a matter of fact. And might have a little edge to her last night when she was on the phone. Oh, yeah, know. I bet. Uh, have you guys, in a moment of brutal honesty, used COVID over the last two years as a reason to get out of anything? <laughs> no, but I ne- I've gotten to the point. I don't believe anybody when they tell me that they have it. Because uh, here's the thing. like Right before this show started, I, had con- I-, I tested positive for COVID, but yeah. I had like 13 things in the hopper that week that I could not miss. And I just went, I feel fine. Everybody else, it, it, we've kind of now treated it like a cold. I'm like, hell with it. Yep. I'm just going in. If everybody else yep. gets it, they'll have to deal with it too. And I didn't care. And I feel like there are so many people now that test positive for COVID and don't tell anybody because they don't want to do the quarantine. They don't want to have to go through the protocol. But if it gets you out of dog sitting... You bet your ass I got COVID. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm go. surprised that would get you out of dog sitting because I feel like I'd be like, just come. They're fine. Yeah. Like, just sit at the house. You're not You're not going to be around anybody. Just come to my right. house. Yeah, yeah, go from your house to my house. It's fine. Or you fine. just go, hey, I, you know, why don't you drop your dogs to my front door? I want you to know I have COVID. Your dogs might get COVID. Right. But, um, but, Rudy, it's so great that you outed yourself as a super spreader. That's really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I know. Listen, but, man, I'm going to, I went to Sturgis. I went to Disney. Nice. I'm spreading this thing nice. all over the, the place. The health yeah. department is calling your ass I know, later. Right? We, we found patient zero I don't mean, Frank just are like, okay, so I love that there yeah. is, a, like, a little room over there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bad because, I mean, I've got um, an almost one-year-old in daycare. We test for COVID all the time because – I don't know how many times sniffly or weird or whatever. And when it's not COVID, I don't even know how to be where I'm like, am I, am I sick or not? I don't even Mm -hmm. know where to go with that. I I realized my, uh, like, I don't know, like a year ago, my sister like had some anxiety about going out with some people and Mm -hmm. and she's like, and I, and I, it just dawned on me. I was like, "Well, what do you, what do you, it's, what are you talking about? You just call them up and go. I, I tested positive. Or I just, got COVID. Or even just say I was and, exposed with somebody. Right. Yeah. And like, then and then I and then because I know people now are using it as the universal out. Yeah. Right. For everything, as yeah. opposed to going. I really don't like your husband, and I do not want to go to dinner with <laughs> I him. I don't want to go to dinner. I've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Seinfeldy, right? Yeah. Very. Well, I imagine the next season of Curb Your Enthusiasm will have a Larry David using COVID as a way to get out of something, and then yeah. it burns him later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw two people this week still wearing masks. Yeah, Why I saw somebody too. A mask? Yeah. Why? You know, I don't know. I think some some people are. Uh, you, you know, you don't know. I mean, like if if you, somebody has really nasty asthma, you know, yeah, or, yeah, sure. Uh, yep. So they could have a health condition. It could just be mental, right? Maybe they just want peace of mind. Yeah. Uh, maybe 
maybe unlike Rudy, they might have a cold or something and not want to give it right. to others. They might be much more conscientious. I thought you were going to say conscious, yeah. yeah. Yep, nope, he was getting there. Uh, maybe they're, yeah. maybe they're uh, just actually decent human beings, Rudy. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. When I see white people doing it, I'm like, knock it off. But when I see Asian people doing it, I'm like, thank you. Because that is a culture they don't want to get you sick. I'm telling you, if everybody would just be more like Asian people, because they clean up after themselves at soccer games, their the highest test scores. I'm like, sweetie, I look at my daughter, I'm like, listen, you got the parents that you got, but if I could trade you to a different family, I would trade you to an Asian family. They're much better than we are. They yeah, just have it together. Amelia's perfect. I mean, she's half Japanese, half Italian. So, I mean, oh, I, you got um, them. But she, you know, she talks about it. It's interesting. Um, she's like in, in Japan, you know, she uh, lived there for a while, and, you know, that's where her mom's from. It, it's not a big deal forever not yeah. just today but 30 years ago to wear a mask yeah, yeah, you're yeah. sick you wear a mask mm-hmm. right yeah. um it's just like let's protect the population and society and that's the way they view it yeah it's a very different and not just japan i mean i all through through a lot of asian countries but japan in particular sure. and, and, and they are neat man when my mother-in-law comes here it's so awesome she is cleaning everything. Yeah. She's rearranging my silverware drawer. It's like some guys would go, this is weird. And I'm like, hey. You're like, stay another week. Hey, Samiko, I, you know, the windows haven't been washed in about six months. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> You've got some other projects if you want to redo my underwear drawer for me. I don't care. All right. That's how I am with boundaries. If you're going to make my life better, come on in. Oh, she's awesome. I will never forget... The fact that you guys are talking about it just reminded me of something. Hmm. Many, many, many years ago, like 11, 12 years ago, we all went out, the, the, the group that uh, Frank was just talking about, uh, we all went out for dinner. And we're at dinner, and a woman came over, and I don't know if she thought she knew you or what the situation was. I think maybe you had met her before. But for some reason, she had to introduce everybody to you and Amelia. And she says... <laughs> I will never forget this. They're such a cute couple, Frank and Amelia, because as you know, Frank is Spanish and Amelia's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, about either one. <laughs> Remember that? Remember her doing that to you guys? Vaguely. I mean, uh, <laughs> your memory's unparalleled. Everyone knows that. But um, yeah, I, I, I've got. I, I do remember someone uh, talking about my wife saying, "I'm from the Philippines. I've wanted to meet you for so long because I know you're Filipino." And they're like, "Where do you, where do you go from that?" And you just crush them and go, "Yeah, I'm not." And by the way, my husband's not an abnormally large Puerto Rican either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love that. I just absolutely love it. Well, again, to move on uh, with the whole idea, I'm one of my dearest friends from my entire life. I love the guy dearly. His name is, uh, he's a Puerto Rican guy, and his name is Tommy O'Brien. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Neighborhood guy? The neighborhood guy. Yeah, I remember Tommy you mentioned well, his name years ago. Yep, his older brother Pat O'Brien was my brother-in-law. As a matter of fact, why? How did was the mom Puerto Rican and she didn't get a say yes. in anything? First or Deadina, last name? Deadina Purcell was his mother's name. One of the sweetest women of all time. God, she was a lovely, wonderful woman. A lot of that in my neighborhood. You guys look back at your neighborhoods when you were a kid and go, "How lucky was I?" The parents of my friends were so nice and fantastic people. Wasn't that great? I grew up with uh, uh, Greek uh, neighbors, and uh, it was awesome because once you knew two of them, 
you knew 400 of them. <laughs> right. And man, you know, you and also, you know, their Christmas and their Easter is different than oh. yours. So you're like, I'm going to go oh. back. I'm having a second Easter and I'm having a second New Year because the they were, because they were so Orthodox. Good. And there was tons of it and they just could not have been more welcoming oh, or love. nice. You know, I mean, any of these, Ooh. you know, ethnic groups of, of yeah. folks that you can be, be friends with, it just opens your eyes to different worlds and cultures. And yeah. Super yep. fun, Tom. No, it's, it's, I'm so grateful about you know with my life because that's I mean the people I grew up with there are a lot of Spanish people. I don't know how many years ago, it was about five years ago, something like that. Maybe it was longer, but I walk onto one of our boat cruises on the old show, and there Elaine and Ray Morales. I hadn't seen either one of them in years. Uh, I went to I was in the same grade as Elaine. I think Ray was like a year older than us, but. You still run across the, all of your friends from the old neighborhood, and growing up, like I said, around around Jews, black people, uh, you know, Spanish people, a lot of Catholics, not many Protestants in my neighborhood. They were too wealthy to live in that neighborhood. You know what I mean? Well, you were lucky. I mean, your place was so diverse, right? I mean, religiously, culturally, great. ethnically. I mean, that was a melting pot. A lot of immigrants up there too. Oh God, yes. There's no. Go- we had. It was wonderful. It was a one. I, I keep looking back on things. Yes, yeah, we were poor as a son of a bitch. We couldn't. We were like the poorest family in North Minneapolis. But I remember just all the great people. The the parents, the brothers, the sisters. Every. It was a wonderful, wonderful place to live. No money. There's no dough there, but it was great. I loved it. Right. Yeah, you're very, very fortunate. I think it had a lot to do with. Uh, well, I know it had. Don't you think everything to do with who you are now? Oh, I don't think there's any question. There's a little, a little bit of a. That's why I love it when people like to point out, uh, and not me. It's not what I'm talking about. But when people go, well, "That guy's so racist," you don't even know who the hell he is. How can you throw such a serious word around? Racism is a horrible thing, and we act like now you've. Oh, he's racist. It's kind of like the same thing as having a cold now. Why did we start doing that? Yeah, I don't know. It goes back to the bigger question of just, just the general, why can't we figure out things that we have in common versus uh, everything that we need to try to divide us? Yeah, maybe it's too much money in the, di- in the division part. You think that's what it is? I don't I, I think I think it goes deeper than that. I mean, I think some of it's, you know, socioeconomic, but I think, I, I, I think, I, 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 I think it's deeper than that. I don't know, you know. Well, let's try to let's try to solve it instead of nonstop bitching about it. How about that? Yeah, That'd well, I think you guys are doing it every day. You know, it's, we're it's, trying. It's good. You know, be aware of it and and talk about it and figure it out and you know let people see that people from different backgrounds get along just fine. It's it's awesome. Well, and I just I pointed out on yesterday's show. Yeah, maybe you don't like your neighbor, you hate one another, but at least you don't work with the two hammer heads I have in the studio. Take so you know, look at how much better easy. off you are. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're breaking down walls. I mean, we got dogs in the studio now. Like yeah. things are, man, we are progressive around here. Mm-hmm. We are. We're like a startup. Mm-hmm. A startup. Yeah, I like that. It works for me. I have to read this very quickly because this headline. An Easter egg, this is a true story, by the way. This is a real story. I'm not making this up. An Easter egg hunt devolved into chaos with parents shoving children. What? 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 Well, we're in the eggs. I don't know. We're going to find Maybe the guy got drunk on the eggs. There you I go. I mean, if there's cash, it's free game. No, that's true. A suburb in Ohio got an early start on Easter this past weekend, and it did not go well. Beaver Creek, Ohio is just outside of Dayton, Ohio. And the mall had a big Easter egg hunt for kids on Sunday, but it devolved into chaos after parents got into it, too. 
Uh, it was supposed to go like this. One and two-year-olds. One and two-year-olds would go first and have their own section of the mall to search. Then three and four-year-olds would search a different part of the mall with a 60-second head start on all the other older kids. Adults weren't allowed to pick up eggs. More than 2,000 eggs were hidden around the mall, so there were plenty to go around. But... As soon as it started, everyone made a mad dash. People got knocked over. Adults were even shoving one- to four-year-old children over. They pushed them down to get the little kids out of the way. Around one in 20 eggs came with a prize of some kind, so that's why. So it was about money. Everything's about money now. Isn't that amazing to you? It's the end of the world as we know it. It really is. What an example for your children. It's just so embarrassing. How <laughs> could you mortified. do that? Did we talk about this yesterday? I think, Frank, I know you missed it, but I, I read this stat where the most fistfights happen at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. 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 Of all places, Chuck E. Cheese. It, not sports bars, not at, at athletic events, <laughs> not at kids. Chuck E. Cheese, per capita, more fistfights break out. And they do this whole breakdown about how you're at a a place in life where people think their quarter is worth more than somebody else's quarter. So when somebody steps in front of their kid to, like, you know, do the ski ball or get on a ride, that's mm-hmm. where parents start to lose their minds. And because Chuck E. Cheese is still relatively cheap, yeah. you're kind of getting you're getting parents that are bringing their kids from, you know, maybe backgrounds that might be a little more violent. And now you have fistfights breaking out at Chuck E. Cheese because we, as Tom said, everything comes back to money. If somebody, yeah. if somebody yep. gets their quarter in the machine before yours, then you got to start throwing fists. That is so wrong yeah. on so many really levels. Is. Crazy. Luckily, I was a big fan of the Chuck E. Cheese when the kids were little. Oh, the best. oh yeah, back then. That's Vince where, although, Flynn, Tom, would not let his kids go to Chuck E. Cheese. Why? Nor would he, for two reasons. Number one, um, he was convinced it was just the perfect pedophile breeding ground and well, hangout. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it is. And number two, he was like uh, super spreaders like Rudy. He yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, this, yeah. Thing, <laughs> this thing is a germ pit, <laughs> yeah. and it's pedophile central. And, and, and I would go, I don't know, Vince. I mean, I'm just going there. I mean, I'm for keeping the, an eye on For them. the pizza and let the kids go on a couple rides. Yeah. And I'm keeping an eye on I'm not going to get in a fist fight there either. No. But yeah, Vinny, there's no way. Never. So uh, in any case, luckily, it doesn't sound like anyone was seriously hurt, which is important to point out. But some kids left empty-handed without finding any eggs. The mall called the adults' behavior unacceptable, said they won't be hosting any more Easter egg hunts in the future. We uh, feel the community will be better without the hunt. They also apologized for how some of the parents treated the 22 people who were there helping out. They included 10 staff members and 12 girls from a local softball team. They treated them like dirt, too. What is wrong with you? Couldn't, couldn't we give those people that did that some consequences Yeah. so we can keep yeah. the Easter egg hunt going next year? Because now the volunteers, these girls, they're like, screw it. I'm never going to do this again. Right. I can't believe I saw another human being push down an infant to get an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> why, not, why can't that person have some consequences? Like, you know what? You know, everything's not hunky-dory. You're banned from the mall. Yeah, for the next year, we don't like your behavior. Yeah. Censure it, point them out, and then go, normal people, which are the vast majority of us, yeah. let's all just have a nice Easter egg hunt, let the kids do what they want, and you know, be free. I mean, that's what I hate, is that you get you know, a small sliver of the population and ruining crap for everybody. 
Yeah, I agree with you completely. Well, they get all the headlines. That's the whole deal. It's a good headline to, to read how people were f- fighting it out at Chuck E. Cheese or at uh, an Easter egg hunt at where the hell ever it was. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I, I just, people with their violence. The other thing about this is, let me ask you about this. Didn't you grow up learning that you didn't want to get involved in a lot of violence because even if you were a tough guy, there's always somebody a lot tougher than you? You would avoid violence back in those days because who knows, you might get your ass handed to you. But now, man, people are fist fighting everywhere and running cars into each other. And is that just part of this craziness from, from Frank? I will tell you honestly. I watch the local news. You guys do a great job. You don't get over the top with any of this stuff. But I literally cannot watch the national news anymore. I just can't watch it. All they're trying to do is make money off of making me angry. Right? I I don't know if that's the goal, but I understand that there's plenty going on that would anger and upset you. And, And, hey, I mean, I think locally to a certain degree, it's tough, too. I mean, we always, always are seeking to balance stuff out. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, with with not only positive stories, but uh, with things that are viewer driven, like our good question segment that we've been doing now for decades, it's still good and and relevant. Whether it was like last night, a silly question like, you know, what happens to uh, sandbags? You know, when they're done being used, because oh, so many sure. people are curious to yeah. to something like, do I still need to wear a mask? You know, heavy duty stuff. But yeah, no, I, I uh, the the content is tough, and part of it is Tom, because we know everything about everything now. You know, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't know about that story about the kooks on the Easter egg hunt in Ohio, right? Right. But right. now you know about it. 30 seconds after it happened instantaneously yep. because uh, everyone's a reporter and everyone's got Twitter, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, whatever. And that, that fuels part of the fire. So, I mean, the interconnectedness is great and the interconnectedness is uh, challenging as well. Frank, what happens to the sandbags after they're done? <laughs> oh, you want to know? Yeah. Well, Tune in tonight at 6. Uh, most of them just have to get thrown out because um, – if the if the river water hits them, you know, mm-hmm. like in Stillwater, where yeah. there's more sandbags down there, if the river water hits them, the, the river water is so filthy yeah. um, because of all the runoff that they're contaminated. Um, so they they get tossed. They get put back in the landfill. Uh, sometimes, uh, and you can't recycle that stuff because the sand has mold and mildew. And oh, all kinds really? Of stuff. So, so just, you can't even, like, so go anywhere. So the majority of it gets trashed. The sandbags that don't. Um, some of those get, uh, you know, they get torn or recycled. It's really hard to recycle the bag because the easiest way to open them up is just slit them with a knife yeah. as yeah. opposed to untie them. So those can't be reused. So um, the vast majority of them are one-time use. Like you make the sandbag, it serves its purpose. When you're done, you usually end up tossing it. All right. You hmm. know, uh, uh, there, if there's yeah. good sand left, they'll, they'll keep that and they'll filter it and put it back into, into use. But um, the contamination is a big issue. That makes sense. There you go. Yeah. we got to go to break here, but I, I, going into break, I'd like to point out the rivers wouldn't be so filthy if Sicilians would stop throwing bodies in the river. Hey, where are we going to put them? <laughs> where, what's the alternative? You know, you, the landfills are expensive now, and you get caught. Where, you, after your break, you give me a better solution, okay, mister? We'll be right back with a better solution on the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>
Bernard is back. Uncensored. Listen live every morning or get the hours you missed on the podcast with the Tom Bernard Show app. This is the new Tom Bernard Morning Show. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more.